KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Extremism is on the rise in the U.S. Now, one of the most egregious examples of extremist violence was one year ago, the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol in 2021. Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenblatt has written a new book titled It Could Happen Here. It's about what we are seeing, why we're seeing it, and how to combat it. Had the chance to talk with him. Give a listen. So to start, just kind of give me an overview of your book, It Could Happen Here. Well, I wrote this book because I'm deeply worried about the state of the country today. A year after the insurrection at at, uh, Capitol Hill, where it was a terror attack committed against our government by our own citizens, we've actually seen a normalization of extremism. We've seen an intensification of illiberalism. And we've seen some very worrying trends where more and more Americans believe that violence against the government is actually permissible. And the attack on the Capitol came... You know, as years after, from Charlottesville to Pittsburgh to El Paso, these large-scale hate crimes committed in broad daylight, which have me worried about the fate of our country. And look, as an American Jew, as the grandson of a Holocaust survivor from Germany, as the husband of a political refugee, Jewish from the Middle East, I know from my own experience that, you know, nothing will be preordained to last forever unless you fight for it. And we've got work to do to keep this democracy and to keep this society not just together, but as vibrant and as rich as it's always been. Why are we seeing this now? I mean, there's always been corners of this in our society, but it does feel like we're reaching close to a critical mass. What Mm -hmm. are we seeing now? Well, I think there are a few things. I think to your point, there have always been conspiracy theories, let's say. Anti-Semitism is someone called the oldest conspiracy theory. But it's moved from the margins into the mainstream, I think, number one, because people in positions of authority have literally validated it. From President Trump to kind of some other figures on the far left, literally they've excused and allowed the extremists to come, again, move from the, from the shadows right into the center of our public debate. I think, number two, the extremists themselves feel emboldened and are now not just, you know, marching with their, with their Confederate flags, if you will. They're showing up at school board meetings. They're trying to engage in, like, electoral processes in ways we've never seen before. And number three, I think, like, unlike your station, unlike radio in general or print media or television – Social media now has become the way that most Americans get their news. And it's not, if you will, like this curated by editors with standards and practices and ombudsmen. Instead, it's engineered by algorithms that are designed to amplify and inflame because that's what drives clicks. And I think that's deeply distressing. That toxic combination of the ubiquity of social media, emboldened extremists, and like completely irresponsible politicians has, I think, really put us in this fix. To your point and about social media and the other aspects of media, as a member of said media, one of my frustrating things is when it comes to extremism like this mm-hmm. is the way to your point of normalization. A lot of times this is presented as one side of a political argument and there is a, a both sides. Well, this politician says this and this politician says this you decide. I mean, how yeah. much does that help to grease the skids here as kind of to your point of just kind of putting it in the mainstream? 
Look, I entirely agree with what, the way you laid it out. I mean, look, I think there is no place in our politics for prejudice, plain and simple. And the fact of the matter is when someone is not just harboring hate, but making that like fundamental to their like political platform, it's, we need responsible people in the media to reject that out of hand, like not to give these people a platform. I believe in freedom of speech, Matt. I don't believe in freedom of reach. And we make decisions every single day, sometimes small, sometimes large, that can give license to the worst elements. So I think it's irresponsible to say, oh, yeah, it's just somebody's opinion. No, some opinions can be toxic. And it's not like you can't have those opinions. We just have to make responsible choices about where they show up. I mean, my friend Steve Huffman, the CEO of Reddit, he likes to say there's always been a lunatic fringe. We just need to keep them on the fringe. And that's just more important than ever. So what can we do? Give me some pathways here from yeah. a kind of a macro and a micro, the, from a big picture to the individual. Well, Matt, that's literally why I wrote this book, It Could Happen Here, because I wanted to share what I've seen in ADL's strategies and tactics and tips for confronting hate when it happens, whether that's in the workplace or in the classroom or in the, you know, in the political process. I think all of us can engage democracy is not a spectator sport. you got to be on the field. So what do you do? How do we win? Number one, we've got to call out hate when it happens. Again, whether it's in the water cooler or on your, you know, in your Facebook feed, all of us have the power to step up, to speak out, and to call out hate when it happens. We should interrupt intolerance. Number two, Matt, like, I do not, I think we should cancel, cancel culture. I think we need to lose the litmus tests. I don't believe that someone should be excommunicated for committing an error. In fact, I think, like my Jewish faith teaches me that everyone has the power to be redeemed. And I think we need to recognize our fallibility and give people the opportunity to, to engage in some introspection and learn. So that's really critical to embrace our fellow, you know, men and women in the way that we always used to do. And then finally, I would say back to my earlier point, I think we've really got to engage in the political process and in civil society. That means you got to vote, you got to volunteer, you got to strengthen the civic fabric with your own hands. You, it's not going to happen if you just sit in the cheap seats and the bleachers and watch while eating your popcorn. No, 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 no. You got to be in it to win it. You got to show up and play. And if we do that, if people of good conscience speak out, and share facts, if they embrace the humanity of their fellow man, and if they engage in the process, I absolutely think we can come through this. Because, you know, Matt, look, this country has endured and survived and thrived after civil wars, after economic depression, after other catastrophes. We can do it again now, but it's not going to happen by remote control. we got to get up and, and be a part of that. We're at the one-year anniversary of the insurrection, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you kind of talked about Charlottesville, all these other. How concerned are you on the path we're currently on right now that January 6th wasn't kind of a culmination but a preview of what we could see going forward? I, I'm deeply terrified of that. And again, as a Jewish person, as the grandson of a Holocaust survivor who from Germany, who was only new Germany, never could have imagined that the country that he loved would turn on him destroy everything that he knew, and literally slaughter his family and friends. And as the husband of a political refugee from Iran, 
whose Jewish family had lived there for thousands of years, never would have guessed after the revolution that it would turn on them and literally destroy everything that they loved and force them to flee for their lives. And so today, as I stand here, I don't think we can take for granted that what happened last January won't happen again unless we literally, with our own hands, reach up and take that moral arc of the universe and bend it toward justice. We can't wait for it to happen on its own. There are no, you know, preordained outcomes. It could be a preview unless we act. And again, that's why I wrote the book. That's why I think people need to get engaged. We got to stop hate before it takes root any further. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 